Good morning, everyone. It's Tuesday. I'm George Watkins, and I'm glad you're here again as we start our morning broadcast. <clears throat> what a joy to be alive in this hour, this time period, all the things that are going on around us. <laughs> My goodness, if we have not been challenged in our faith, we've had our head in a sack. Every day there's something pops up in the scenery, political, natural, relational, <laughs> spiritual scenery that challenges our ability to trust God and believe in what he has in store for us. I'm often intrigued with the story of the children of Israel as they move through the wilderness time. <clears throat> God gave them meat and bread through that whole 40 years in the wilderness. Can you imagine the uh, supply chain that it would have taken as uh, <clears throat> such as an army? When an army moves into a, into a region, they have to have a supply chain to keep those people fed, you know, the army fed. Well, two and a half million Israelites come out of Egypt with no supply chain. Just what they could carry in their in their knapsack, I suppose. That would last for a little while, but God <clears throat> promised them supply. That, <clears throat> that journey was only 11 days in walking distance from Egypt to Canaan land. But they took the long tour, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> took 40 years. But... <clears throat> The quail flew over every day, dropped down in their yard, and they went out and picked them up and cooked them, ate them. That was their meat. But the manna was like snow. It fell in the yard, and they went out every morning and scooped up what they could eat for that day. If they tried to keep something longer than that, like over the overnight or over the weekend or however they thought it was going to happen, it would rot on them. It would it would turn into worms. Well, the point is in that, that you're trusting the Lord will give you manna tomorrow again. You, try, you can't hoard it. You do that with your finances. <clears throat> Often we, we try to save, and that's a good natural principle of stewardship. Save a little bit back where you know we are referred to uh, Joseph when he uh, got the word of God to save up and so he built he had the nation the national uh, power behind him to build huge storage bins and they saved up and then the famine came so you and I need to save that's that's a good principle my pastor as a kid, uh, my father's pastor, and then I became mine, he said, you need to save, you need to give 10% to the Lord and 10% to yourself in a savings account. And he did that for years. Because of that, he was able to invest in, in, house, in some uh, rental houses and so forth and, and became the strength of his later years. So... But this saving the manna in the wilderness, God wouldn't let them do that because they had to trust the Lord would give it to them every day. <clears throat> Try to save it because God might not come tomorrow. 
you know, and feed me. So I better catch a hold of myself. This uh, self-reliance, uh, depending on our own strength, depending on our own uh, abilities, is really sneaky. Comes up on us, <laughs> oh my goodness, before we even know it. Young people and younger people, <laughs> I can say that with all sincerity, younger people often have a sense of, of uh, personal confidence in their cur- in their strength, their physical strength. They can work all day, they can play all night, they can run, and they can, you know, not be out of breath. And so there's a subliminal thought pattern that comes along with, with youth and with that strength in your youth and the years that you supposedly have ahead of you. And so there's this whole self-confidence. We can do it. We can build it. We'll work hard. We'll get our act together. And of course, we love God, but, you know, we've got to help God out. When you get older, your strength may uh, not be as, as, (laughs) you know, as dependable. There's a whole other attitude of depending on God to go ahead of you, make, make the road smooth, <laughs> open the doors, give you, give you strength to do the, do the job. Now I say that, I say all of that to welcome you to Tuesday, because Tuesday is a good day to trust the Lord and to believe he's going to give you the wisdom for today. He's going to give you the courage to go forth into your challenge and he's going to give you the favor that it takes to open the doors ahead of you. I have a snapshot of Peter in jail, and the angel woke him up and led him out, and as they walked toward the jail, the prison doors, they opened up by themselves. That's the spirit of faith that every, every day offers us. Every time the new day comes, we have the opportunity to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, not to lean on our strength of youth, our money in the bank, our connections of people, our influence in politics, all those things we do not trust in any man-issued thing. (laughs) So Tuesday's a good day to be reminded of that. Amen. Thank you for the new ones that are here. If you're tuned in, we welcome you, and thank you for staying long enough to know that we're uh, talking good stuff, (laughs) sharing good news. Amen. I want to share today out of the Mirror Bible again in Romans 8. We're working our way through Romans 8 a little bit at a time. And the thought today is this, thinking patterns are formed by reference. I'm taking that out of the sixth verse of the eighth chapter in the Mirror Bible. Thinking patterns are formed by reference. And then it goes on to say, let let me read that for you, and we will pick it up. Thinking patterns are formed by reference. Either the sensual appetites of the flesh, that's one way that our thinking is formed, that brings spiritual death, or Zoe life, that's God's life, and total tranquility flowing from a mind addicted to spirit realities.
and the parenthesis there is spirit faith realities. Now let's let's say that again. <clears throat> Thinking patterns are formed by references. Okay. My thinking, I'm, I'm starting to think. I have a reference toward a failure. I have a reference toward uh, appetites that I shouldn't have, uh, evil desires, um, memories of the past, all those. If I lean toward that, then it's going to produce a thinking pattern in me, a failure going to produce a thinking pattern in me of a loser, of a sinner, of an unrighteous person. But if I, be, if I put my thinking pattern toward the spirit life, here's what happens to me. This source in the, uh, in the sixth chapter, Zoe life, God's life, it gives me total tranquility flowing from a mind, and here, here I love this statement, addicted to spirit realities. <laughs> Don't you just love addictions? Now, some of us weren't addicted to some serious things like smoking or drinking. I, I say that not in in some kind of, uh, you know, better than thou thing. It just was the way God protected me in my lifestyle and my family's training, okay? So, but addictions come in all forms of things. I was never addicted to alcohol or, or cigarettes. I was never addicted to pornography or drugs. Those things are deadly and they're death-filled. But I, 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 could have been. <laughs> I'm not confessing publicly now anything. <laughs> Come on, wake up out there. That was a joke. Okay. Addicted to fear, addicted to anxiety, addicted to self-doubt, addicted to tim timidity, addicted to, you know, kind of a poor golly gee me, gee whiz, I'm nobody, I'm just a lonely boy. That's an, it can be an addiction of thoughts. You're thinking towards your flesh. <clears throat> I was not a real tall guy, and that affected me and my thinking because I was, <clears throat> I was not uh, six foot. That was kind of the, you know, the favorite, the favorite height. And I came from a background where we didn't have a lot of money. I was raised in a Pentecostal preacher's home, often hand to mouth. My mother made my clothes for me in my early years for most of my life. So we had this attitude of poverty, or at least lack. Those things can be an addiction when you lean your thinking toward it. Well, God began to reform and rewire my thinking so I can begin to think towards spiritual faith, faith in God for healing. Well, we had a lot of that. I, I, I've got to tell you, we, we were ramped up on faith for healing. My, my dad always preached about the medicine cabinet in our trailer. 
and bragged about the fact, well, in the spiritual bragging, that it was filled not with medicine, but with spices, because we believed in divine healing. Okay, now we got that one. But addicted to these other things, I had to have my mind reformed in financial strength, where God was the supplier of my needs. I had to have my mind reformed in the attitude that I was not an old sinner saved by grace. I was the righteousness of God in Christ, and greater the greater one lived in me, so there, there, therefore I could do all things through Jesus Christ that strengthened me. I had to have an addiction to spirit realities, not faith, uh, flesh realities. The flesh realities, I wanted to be like the other guys, I wanted to be accepted so I could, you know, I would do dumb things with them. I'd, as a teenager, try to follow that pack of people. I had to be addicted to the spiritual realities. All right. This can also work in theology. You you want to be accepted by the current revelation, yet God wants to take us as a as a as a sons of God, sons and daughters of God to the, the fresh new manna every day. There's something fresh and new. You know, theology, the understanding of God and the teaching that we're raised in can be like that manna in the yard out in front. We just want to keep it. We don't want to have, we want to hold on to it. What happens, it begins to turn sour or it loses its anointing. And we wonder why we're bored or we do, there's no life in our spirit. So we don't want to go to church or we don't like reading the Bible. Why? It's like reading, you know, the same letter all the time. This one, there it is again. No, we lean toward spiritual realities. And that means that there's fresh manna every day. And you can read the Romans, Romans, the eighth chapter every day. If you'll believe God every day, if you'll believe that it's fresh every day, I guarantee you there will be new insight every time you crack the book open. <laughs> that is what is so powerful about the, the Word of God, not just the Bible, but the Word that comes to you as in your meditation, when you're thinking on God, where you're giving your attention to God addicted to spiritual realities. Think about that. That's a powerful thought. I love that word. Well, Tuesday's a good day to be excited about God and his things. You are his product. You are his purpose. You are his covenant people, sons and daughters of God. Wow. All right. Well, thank you for coming by. I send you out of the world to shake it up and be a make a difference be a difference to the people you meet today amen don't forget if you haven't subscribed or give us a thumbs up and like us on facebook do all those good things it helps us along the way gives us a little more horsepower on the internet thank you for that if you have if you've been nudged by the lord to send us a financial blessing right down there in show notes you'll find paypal or the inner or the um <laughs> post office address. Okay. Love you guys and cows. I'll see you in the morning. Wow. Tomorrow's Wednesday. It's a great day. We're going to have a good time. Until then, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May his presence go ahead of you and open the doors for you.